All right. Well, what's up, everybody? Graham Green back here today. Thank you so much for joining me again here on Tuesday Bro Tuesday. Don't know quite why I said it like that, but welcome. Welcome to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. We're about to unpack a whole mess of news. I think we're going to talk about New York a little bit and what vapors can do in New York. Welcome. I see you there, Addy Tooney. Thanks for being here, brother. Jeremy V's here as well. We're going to be talking about Michigan, man. Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. <laughs> Judge ruled against the flavor ban in Michigan. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, I am going to rant a little bit about the World Health Organization. So here's what's on the docket today. I want to cover New York. I want to cover Michigan. I want to cover a little bit of this World Health Organization nonsense. I know we've spent a lot of time in the past on the World Health Organization, and we're going to spend a little bit of time on the World Health Organization today. We're going to also, in the Thursday vlog, there's going to be another little bit of World Health Organization news. They just seem to be at the forefront of everything right now. We're also going to read the letter from my, one of my favorite people. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? From this man right here, Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. Uh, I'm just a big fan. I'm just a big fan of Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. I think he's fantastic. I think he's he, he's a wonderful Attorney General. <laughs> From what I can tell, at least his stance on vaping is the kind of stance that I like to see on vaping. Here, Yeah, here we go, Joe. We're about to expose the deep state. They're trying to take your guns away, Joe. No, we're not going to do any of that. Uh, we're not going to do any of that. And then, oh man, I had a great video clip for the end of this Tuesday Bro Tuesday. That bums me out that I forgot to load it in here. That's fine. It's on my phone. We'll do it on Thursday. We'll, we'll do that on Thursday. And then, hopefully at the very end of this, we're going to wrap this up with, uh, oh, we're going to talk about PAVE a little bit. I have been actively ignoring PAVE. I have this on my monitor always. It just says, please ignore PAVE. I don't interact with PAVE. I don't comment on their shit because they are a, a, a crazy person organization and it's best to just not engage with them on any social media. But I had this great video from Michelle Mitten. I hope it's okay with Michelle Mitten that I just completely stole this video and I'm going to broadcast it in this video. I will have a link to it down below, but it's PAVE is basically, uh, I mean, look, they're, they lied, right? They, they don't have all the facts and they like to kind of make stuff up. Um, and then when they testified in front of Congress, um, they lied. And then they talked about it on their podcast and it's great. And it's this great little two and a half minute video, but we're going to pick it apart and we're going to talk about how PAVE is a bunch of liars and they may have, may have committed a little, committed a little perjury there. We'll see. I'm not throwing any accusations out there. I know this is, I'm not a lawyer. So I don't know what I can and can't say, but I know they said one thing on their podcast and then they testified to the contrary of what they said in their podcast. I didn't listen to the podcast. Stefan listened to the podcast. I can't do it. I can't bring myself to listen to their podcast, but we're going to talk about PAVE a little bit. And the first thing, the first thing is stay hydrated, Hydro Homies. We're in for a long one. Actually not. We're going to go about an hour and a half today, everybody. Let me just ask, how you guys doing? Is everybody doing okay? Yeah, this is a great time, uh, Mike, to, to re-wick, you know, to, to do some building, to do some fiddling, you know, hang out maybe in a Discord chat or something like that. No, hang out in this chat. <laughs> hang out in this chat over here. But I hope everybody's doing good. Um, still, it seems like the world's going crazy, doesn't it? 
It just seems like the world's going crazy. There's a whole mess of news out there. One thing that I will not be touching on at all today, nothing to do, okay, maybe a little bit, just because of Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. Don't wanna, I don't wanna talk about COVID at all. Just don't wanna talk about it. There might be a little bit happening, but I just don't wanna talk about it. It sounds, it looks like people are doing pretty good. Beecher Howard in the house. I, I appreciate that, Gavin. Thank you very much. I'm happy you're here as well, Jessica Gordon. Cool, just working. Perjury is a progressive policy. Wow, that's, you, you threw it out there. You threw it out there all pink and naked. Well, JBC's here. Oh God, I haven't, I haven't seen JBC in a while. I didn't see you there, JBC. Welcome, welcome JBC. So the first thing actually that I have to cover, and this is of the utmost importance, I don't know if this person is here today, but I got a heads up that it's somebody's birthday, one of my subscribers' birthday, so I'm not gonna pass up being able to sing happy birthday to a subscriber. Matthew Hughes, right here. Grim Green, the next Tuesday Bro Tuesday is my birthday. So we are here. You wanna, you wanna say happy birthday? You guys, you wanna sing it? Everybody, happy birthday to Matthew Hughes. Happy birthday to Matthew Hughes. Happy birthday to Matthew Hughes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Matthew Hughes. Really appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I really do appreciate it. I appreciate your birthday. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Matthew Hughes, for letting me know that it was your birthday. And if you're not here, then I hope someone sends you this replay so you can go, uh, why did you sing me happy birthday? Why, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. Um, I'm gonna do a few of these super chats just because they were a few right out of the gate. And uh, there you go. There's a few super chats right here. We kind of just do the super chats as they happen here on Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. It's not like the vlog where I save them up for the end of every segment. We kind of just do them as they happen here. Tom L, right out of the gate, very gracious of you. May catch the live, may not. Well, I hope you I hope you caught some of it or not. It's cool, either way. Uh, wanted to leave this here in case. Thanks for everything you do. Also, if you're interested in some local stout, let a guy know, vape on from the east coast of Canada. Hell yeah. Well, I, of course I'm interested in the local stout. I, we've, we have much to discuss, Tom L. We have much to discuss. But uh, yeah, shout out from the, uh, from the west coast of California, west coast of the United States. Now, I've always wondered, is the east coast and the west coast of Canada, is there any correlation there like the east coast and the west coast of America? Like there, there's, you know, there's different, there's cultural differences and lingos and accents and things like that. I've never, every Canadian accent I've heard sounds the same to me and I can never know, are you from the East Coast or the West Coast of Canada? I, I have a lot of Canada questions apparently for you, Tom. Tanner, very gracious of you. Uh, I've said it once and I'll say it again. You're the goat of the vape game. Love your content. Keep it up, my dude. Tanner, I appreciate that. It's not, I don't... I mean, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. I'm just gonna say thank you. I'm, I'm really bad with compliments, but thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate that. And thank you for, thank you for being here today. The sentient beard. <laughs> I love that. Have to say it. Legion sent me here. Love you, Nick. Fuck yeah, Legion. Fuck yeah, Legion vapes. I see you here today and I appreciate that. 
very much. I appreciate that very much. So um, New York City, let's talk about New York, not, not even New York City. East versus West in Canada is similar to how it is in the United States. Is it really Legion? I, wow, I had no idea. That's interesting. Maybe we should just have, uh, turn the lights on. Am I too dark? Here, you know what? I don't, I don't have to turn the lights on. Hang on. I, I, have, a, I have cameras that can, that, can, that, can, that can change settings, you see. So how about something like that? Is that a little bit more, uh, dig that a little bit more? Is that a little bit brighter? Is that a little bit brighter overall? Okay. So I wanted to mention uh, New York. New York State has a flavor ban in place. Uh, Cuomo sucks. Whoops, hey, there's the, there's the intro. You guys want to watch that again? Probably not. Cuomo sucks because he said this. Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yes. But so what? Yeah. Technically, yes, but so what? He's essentially there, and I bring this up almost every Tuesday, Bro Tuesday, because I can't get around it. I can't get around that he said that and kind of got away with it. If he had went, if he had had a press conference this like last week and said, uh, does wearing a mask help prevent the spread of COVID? Technically, yes. But so what? That would be insanity. The world would go crazy. But he said it about vaping, and everybody in America hates vaping, so everybody went, okay, so what? You're right, Como. So what? So what? New York flavor ban. It's passed. It's a thing. It's in effect. Uh, vape shops and online retailers are not shipping to New York. Um, we cannot ship to New York. I know I said that we'd be the Pablo Escobar of vaping, but I, you know what? I don't know. Maybe we are still shipping to New York. I, I don't know. I don't think we're shipping to New York anymore. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that on the internet, but the New York uh, Vapors Association uh, sent out this on, on Twitter and I'm trying to figure out a way to get it to you guys other than just showing it here. But there is, there's some stuff going on in New York. They're trying to get a little bit organized and trying to overturn this flavor ban. And what happened in Michigan is very similar to what happened in New York, except Cuomo was on it more. So when his temporary flavor ban got struck down, he was right there and they had legislation all ready to go and already passed. He basically doubled down on banning vaping. He said, even if this doesn't work, we still have legislation regardless. We're going to ban vaping. We're going to keep uh, the citizens of New York smoking as many cigarettes as possible, you know, because money and New York's going to default on these tobacco bonds and we got to figure out a way to get people smoking again. But there's some things you can do. There's some things we can do. And this is a New York call to action from the New York State Vapors Association. And it reads like this. And like I said, I'm going to try to get you guys this picture somehow so you can have it so you can keep it so you can use it it's got Cuomo's office on there New York vapors are you pissed off that your right to improve your health has been stripped away well I'm just kidding of course we are if you're upset about the New York flavor ban and don't know what to do here are seven things you can do right now let me make this a little bit bigger call Cuomo's office 518 
Operators are standing by. Um, This might seem like a no-brainer, but not a lot of people do it. It's really easy to do. And when you flood someone's office with phone calls, that makes them pay attention. Before the rally, we were all on Twitter. We were all putting out the White House phone number and we were lighting up the White House phone lines and we clogged the White House phone lines with calls from vapors. So if we could get the vapors in New York State to do the same thing with Cuomo's office, he would have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. Call your state representatives. All New York state senators and assembly members are up for election this November. Let them know this will be a huge issue at election time. Yes, absolutely. It's not something we just say. We vape, we vote. It is requires some follow through. We can chant it at rallies. We can chant it on Twitter. We vape, we vote. But if we don't follow through and vote, then we can't just say we vape, we vote. We have to vape and vote. And everybody in New York State is up for re-election this November. Imagine, imagine someone who has no, no dog in this fight, some you know, state senator from, from uh, New York, just getting, suddenly getting phone calls from all these vapors saying, this is an important to mis- issue to me. Where do you stand on this? I know you're up for re-election. Where do you stand on this issue that's very important to me? That's a way to make that's a way to make some real change. Megan, are you from New York? You're in New York right now? You're in Western New York? Absolutely. 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 Uh, so let's keep reading on this. Um, ask them their stance on vaping. Tell them why vaping is important to you as an adult ex-smoker. Find your uh, a representative here, and I'll try to find links for these. Find your representative here, Assembly, uh, State, Senate, Assembly, Senate. Get on Twitter and bombard them. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things uh, ever to do. In fact, um, Kevin, VP Live, Kevin. Does anybody listen to VP Live? That's my Kevin impression. VP Live, Kevin. Every day, Kevin has been voting, uh, has been tweeting at Governor Get Ned Lamont. He's tweeted 170 something times at him and he just tweets every day and says, hey, Ned Lamont, this is tweet number 178. Still no response from you, but I'd love to talk to you about tobacco harm reduction and reasonable regulations for vaping in your state. Please contact me. It's really effective tweet. You can, you can be, and this is something, you know, we haven't had to have a real like, you know, like motivating rallying cry, but be relentless, be relentless until you hear something back. And when you hear something back, it's probably going to be a cookie cutter response. And don't let that be good enough for you. Continue, continue to be relentless, continue to be relentless, get on Twitter and bombard them. Find out who is running in opposition to your rep and ask them their stance on vaping. Let them know this is an important issue and how you vote. Go to this site, enter your address. Like I said, I'm going to try to find the links for this. Report your findings to the New York SVA by emailing Cheryl at nysva.org with the subject line, election findings. Support your local vape shop. Without them, there is no future of vaping in New York. Support the NYSVA because we have never given up and we will not give up. Donate to our legal fund at nysva.org. And yeah, the NYSVA has been around 
damn near since the beginning. If it's still Cheryl, if Spikey's still involved, I'm not sure who's still involved with this organization, but the New York State Vapors Association was the first vaping association, I believe, in the Republic, and they've been down for the cause since day one. It's a great organization to support, especially if you're in New York. So I just wanted to get this information out there for everybody in New York. It, it feels like a defeat, but it doesn't have to be a defeat. It doesn't have to be a defeat. It is easier to get ahead of stuff like this before it passes, but Cuomo is such a slippery shit that this passed during lockdown. Yeah, during shelter in place, during quarantine. He just slipped this flavor ban through. Had a previous flavor ban that got struck down. He's like, nope, I'm just gonna slip this little flavor ban through real slimy while nobody notices. Cause, because agendas, you know, because because money, because agendas, it, it, it drives me insane. So don't give up. There is something you can do in New York State. I know there's something also going on in New Jersey. People are getting very, very organized in New Jersey. I need to reach out to somebody in New Jersey that has more information on this. I've been kind of trying to piece it together, but I haven't got to talk to anybody who's actually involved with the advocacy and activism work that's going on in New Jersey. But as soon as I can get a bunch of information, yo, 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 Kevin, appreciate that. Cheers to you, man. I don't know what's going on in uh, New Jersey, but there is some activism going on there. And I'm going to try to get as much information as I can and, uh, you know, communicate it out to you guys, communicate it out to you guys as best I can. But if nothing else, the next thing that we're going to do is, uh, Super Chats right here. The Sentient Beard. X-Chim... X-Chwix... X-X... Regardless if I can pronounce your name or not, that's very gracious of you. Uh, hey, Nick, I live in New York. Can We can still order online till July 1st. Okay, some good information here. He lives in New York. You can still order online until July 1st. I know a lot of New Yorkers are stocking up. I feel like DIY is going to be massive in New York. Um, in California, the language in our flavor ban bill, which we all have our own little flavor ban bill now. Yeah, awesome. In, in spite of the evidence, <laughs> in spite of the evidence, we still all get these great flavor bans. Um, in California, the, the language in there kind of makes it seem like they they want to go after DIY. They, they, they break it down a little bit more than just flavors other than tobacco or menthol. They kind of break it down into like including additions or what do they use? They use the term additions or separate things that you can add in. The language kind of makes it seem like they're going after DIY in California. And that is, that's unacceptable. Yes, Florida, thank you. Chala Ranch in the chat, Florida. Don't forget about Florida. Governor DeSantis is sitting on SB 810 to ban flavors and a veto is needed. Call and email, please. Yes, in fact, in fact, hang on. I have something. I have something. No, mother trucker. I have something. No, why? Good Lord. I spilled, uh, 
I have a Mac and I use the, the little Apple keyboard. And in the last podcast, the last Culture of Clouds podcast, I was podcasting and apparently getting very animated with my arms. And I elbowed over my beer bottle and it just straight onto the keyboard all over my desk. And now my keyboard, the buttons stick and don't work properly. Um, and as a person who spends 9 million hours a day on my keyboard, uh, it, it's kind of super crazy annoying. Florida. Okay, I thought I had something for Florida. I don't. I had thought I had like a clickable link for Florida somewhere. But yes, Governor DeSantis, he's sitting on SB 810. Call. Call, 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 email. If you're in Florida, call, 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 email. Because these things can happen. They can be vetoed. They can be, yes, they can be overturned. Drumnivore in the chat. Flavor modifiers is what the California language says. Flavor modifiers. It's pronounced Choi. Okay, New York. Oh, that's very interesting. Yes. Governor DeSantis in Florida. If you're in Florida, call, call, call. Call, 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 email. Because as we're about to read, these things can be overturned. If you have enough tenacity and enough stick and enough intestinal fortitude to stay hydrated, then you can make real change. I mean, you can make real change. This guy right here, Mark Sliss, we're going to be talking about Mark Sliss. Everybody, this is my whatever, Tuesday Bro Tuesday, Grim Green, badass hero of the week, Mark Sliss in Michigan, owner of 906 Vape. If you're in Michigan, if you're a vapor, if you're in the United States and you're a vapor, please, please shop at 906 Vape. This guy did awesome things in Michigan, and we're going to read about it. In fact, we're going to jump into this right now. So the big headline, <laughs> the big headline in Michigan, this is coming from a, a local Michigan newspaper, Bridge, <laughs> Bridge, Michigan. The big headline on it. Michigan appeals court sides with vape shop against flavored vaping ban. Yeah, yeah. And the vape shop that they sided with, that's that's his vape shop. That is Mark Sills 906 Vapor Vape Shop. So let's read real quick. Let's read real quick what was going on in, uh, in Michigan. I don't think I need to do the backstory of what happened, but all of these flavor bans, Literally every flavor ban that's happening right now, whether that's in Washington state, whether that's in Illinois, whether that's in New York, Massachusetts, Michigan, California, you know, the top five MSA fund receiving states, all of those flavor bans were based on Evali. They were emergency orders. Remember late last year, Evali and the emergency orders. Cuomo said, oh, some people got sick. Nope, let's ban flavors. Gretchen Whitmer said, oh, some people got sick. Let's ban flavors. Even though we know now, and the CDC has said now, that it had nothing to do with regulated nicotine vapes. They went after vaping based on I mean, based on nothing, based on zero. And it was an emergency. And Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she said, I'm using my emergency powers as governor. Emergency powers. God, that sounds like such a, like, I feel like maybe during COVID would be a time to use your emergency powers, not during volley. I don't know. Emergency powers. That's where all of these flavor bands kind of started from. So Governor Gretchen Whitmer, 
along with lots of other governors, used their emergency powers in an attempt to ban flavored nicotine vapes in the state. And now in Michigan, oh, it's been overturned. A court ruling Thursday has cast further doubt on Michigan's 2019 emergency rules against flavored vaping products. A three-judge panel of Michigan Court of Appeals upheld a court of claims preliminary injunction against Governor Gretchen Whitmer's September public emergency that banned flavored vaping products, products that Whitmer and the state's health department urged, argued, lured young people into unhealthy addictive habits. They loved to conflate these two things together. They, they associated in people's minds, they associated kids and lung injuries and vaping. And those were like the three buzzwords, you know, kids. They like the flavors, even though the data doesn't say that and has never said that. The lung injuries had nothing to do with nicotine vaping and everything to do with vitamin E acetate, adulterated street bought THC cartridges. <laughs> and then vaping. Those three things just get lumped in together and Gretchen Whitmer, just based on nothing, used her emergency powers to ban it. Unreal. Unreal. The appeals court unanimous decision means the state's emergency order remains unenforceable for now as litigation over its validity proceeds. Whether the state will press ahead in the courts to enforce this ban is unclear. So maybe I shouldn't have said no Michigan flavor ban. I should have said temporarily stopped Michigan flavor ban because there's a chance like Cuomo did in New York, there's a chance, man, that Gretchen, Gretchen is going to press forward with a flavor ban. I don't know that. I, nobody has that information. I'm not saying that as like a fact. I'm saying there's a good chance that that's a thing that could happen. I wouldn't put it past her. And the reason that I focus on Governor Gretchen Whitmer so much is because it's very, very personal to me because Governor Gretchen Whitmer in her public emergency put me out of business, put my company out of business, made us criminals overnight. We had felonious amounts of e-liquid, had to jump through all sorts of crazy hoops to dispose of it because you can get fined for disposing of it in the improper way but we had to get rid of it. We were criminals overnight and she shut down my business. Just completely shut it down. After seven years of doing business in the state of Michigan, uh, shut down, shut down my business, employees, you know, whatever, laid off. It was really, really unfortunate and it still irks me in a really serious way that I can't even really wanna talk about it. Otherwise I will rage punch through my computer monitor here. Let me just have a vape real fast. If anybody's curious as to what's keeping me off of combustible tobacco cigarettes today, it is the Rye RDA on top of the MechLife Arcless with some Sifu's Kick It Root Down. No nicotine. Zero nicotine in this video. Prove me wrong. You can't. You can't. Yeah, exactly, Matthew. Adults love flavors too. Adults love flavors too. Adults like might like flavors more than kids, according to the data. And that's something, I've said this way too many times. Of course, of course, the first thing they did was, oh, must be the flavors. 
kids must love the flavors because kids like root beer flavors. I'm a 43 year ass grown. I'm a 43 year old grown ass adult, and, and I'm vaping a root beer flavor right now, and I love it. But kids have access to all sorts of sweets and candy and even like an apple, maybe Snickers bars and candy and ice cream and whatever. Is a kid really going to go, oh, God, I really want something sweet. <laughs> I really want, I really want something sweet. Oh, let's try this vape because I want something sweet. Yeah, exactly. Ray tricks are for kids. Kids can eat tricks. They don't need to vape. They don't need to vape to get a mint flavor. It's insane. It's insane. So uh, the uh, unanimous decision, whether the state will press a whore, press ahead, blah, blah, blah. The Michigan Department of Public Health, uh, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services deferred questions from Bridge Magazine to the Michigan Attorney General's office. So when this magazine reached out to the Michigan Department of Health, they basically said, we're not answering any of this. You're going to have to talk to the Attorney General. The attorney general did not respond for a comment. Ooh, shame on you, attorney general. I forgot your name, Michigan attorney general, but shame on you. I know I've tweeted at you a bunch. And this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. In a harshly worded 13-page concurring opinion attached to the ruling, Judge Mark Boonstraw called Governor Gretchen Whitmer's order government overreach. Government overreach. Yes, a judge gets it. Government overreach. That's what we've all been saying. That's what everybody's been saying. It's clear government overreach. Even uh, even the Massachusetts guy, whose, whose name I can't remember. There's too many, too many, I never thought I'd ever have to memorize this many governor's names. Massachusetts, same thing. Government overreach and found a way to lodge criticism of the governor's response to the coronavirus outbreak, which was not part of the vaping legislation. Boonstraw, appointed by Republican Governor Rick Snyder, said he was writing separately because sometimes we as Americans need a wake-up call. <sighs> Boonstraw tied the vaping ban to the Democratic governor's executive orders during this last year's COVID-19 pandemic, writing, you might ask, what does COVID have to do with vaping? Well, maybe nothing. Our governor has herself linked the two. However, I played this video before. I should have tracked it down and included it this week, but Governor Gretchen Whitmer sitting in front of like the public health committee and she says, you know, well, maybe there's too little science on the subject, but we know that U.S. citizens, we have a higher right rate of vaping and that might be making COVID-19 worse. Literally just making, she just made that up. There's, there's literally no data that says that, no evidence that says that. She just made it up. Don't worry. Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller is going to put Gretchen Whitmer in her place in just a little bit. I can't wait to read this letter. Liberty is similarly threatened by a pandemic lockdown and the vaping products ban, Boonstra wrote. Uh, okay. <laughs> Liberty is similarly threatened by a pandemic lockdown and the vaping products ban, Boonstra wrote. Uh, as the adage goes, here's something we say all the time. Give them an inch and they'll take a mile. Amid the COVID-19 pandemic, that adage has new meaning and it even applies to vaping. 
In September, as the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported a rash of vaping-related illnesses, good old Evoli, Whitmer proposed banning flavors and e-cigarettes and other vaping devices in the state. Public health officials ultimately linked those illnesses, including some deadly cases, to vitamin E acetate additive. So this sentence alone just shows that Whitmer had no idea what she was doing and just banned the wrong thing. Her banning flavored nicotine products when the disease and death and lung injuries was coming from street-bought vitamin E acetate cartridges makes no sense. She went after the complete wrong thing. It, doesn't, it didn't help save any lives. It didn't keep people from vaping vitamin E acetate off street-bought cartridges. She did nothing to address the problem. All she wanted to do was push her agenda because she hates vaping so much. Government reach everywhere. Crazy. Whitmer's public health emergency order made Michigan the first state in the nation to ban flavored nicotine vaping products. Other states in the following weeks did the same time. Now, here's where we're going to get to just my hero of the week, Mark Sills. Yeah, look at him go. Look at this badass. He's just, he's just a bad. I love this man. At his Upper Peninsula vape shop in Houghton, I hope I'm saying that right. If anybody here is from Michigan, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Houghton, Houghton, Michigan, Mark Sills, a plaintiff in the lawsuit, said Thursday he was relieved by the ruling. Relieved by the ruling. No, thank you. <sighs> ah, sorry, the page had to reload because I had to turn my ad blocker off because you get down to the bottom and it's like, hey, we noticed you're using an ad blocker. If you want to continue reading, you're going to have to turn off your ad blocker. So I had to turn off my ad blocker. The owner of 906 Vapor became the face of businesses who pushed back against this in sep pushed back against the September public health order. He and others argued that they would lose their shops and customers as turned to online sales. Further the ban, he argued, backfired as public health effort because it would drive adults adult vaping consumers back to combustible tobacco such as cigarettes. Sliss has resumed selling his products after the Court of Claims Judge Cynthia Stevens granted a preliminary injunction in November against the state ban. While Whitmer's order may never take full effect, this is a great part, when Whit while Whitmer's order may never take effect, it appears to have contributed to extraordinary restrictions on the vaping industry. So <laughs> that's unbelievable. That I, I can't stand that sentence. Even though Whitmer's ban may never take effect, it appears to have contributed to extraordinary restrictions on the vape industry. So even though it's not banned, what we got out of Whitmer's uh, you know, unscientific, baseless, knee-jerk reaction to vaping, sorry, I really hit my desk hard there. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of hurt my knee a little bit, is more restrictions on vaping. Facing mounting public pressure, a major producer of flavored vaping products, Juul, announced in October it would stop selling flavored vaping products in several states that passed laws restricting flavored tobacco sales and federal law signed by, signed by President Trump, closing days of 2019, yada, 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 21 and over, fuck Juul with an iron stick. Juul doesn't care. Juul doesn't care about vaping. Juul doesn't care about tobacco harm reduction. Juul doesn't give a shit. Juul just bans themselves. Of course, Juul's just going to bend over and comply. But no, Mark Sills, Mark Sills, badass of the day. Mark Sills fought for you and for us 
and for all of the vapors in Michigan and all of the smokers in Michigan. And what did Juul do? They just rolled over and said, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll stop selling flavors. We'll just ban ourselves. Which by the way, this flavor ban affected Juul zero. Juul doesn't get affected by these flavor bans, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The only people that you're hurting with these flavor bans is the local businesses in your state. That's who you're hurting. Sills had been selling products curbside only because of COVID-19 pandemic. On Thursday, he was erecting polyacrylic sneeze shields to reopen the store for the foot traffic this holiday weekend. And we got a closing quote here from Mark Sills. I'm extremely tired from this past nine months. This, he said, <laughs> of course he is. I'm extremely tired from this past nine months. This issue, this ruling was never far from my mind. It was my livelihood and the lives of my customers. This is just a fantastic article and I would encourage you to read it and share it everywhere you can, but sorry, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Mm, sorry, your flavor ban didn't stick because it was pure government overreach and you did it for the completely wrong reasons and you just lied about it and, and lied about it some more and continued lying about it. Continued lying about it. Let's see, we're running, uh, it's already been an hour, that's insane. Let's do, some, uh, let's do some of these super chats that popped in, I saw it. Tom Sharo, very gracious of you, really appreciate that. Problem number one, politicians tell us what to believe. Republicans and Democrats both, it should be the other way around. Ah, uh -uh. I could not agree with you more. I had a great clip of Ronald Reagan for the end of this Tuesday Bro Tuesday that I completely forgot to put on my computer, for, completely forgot to load it into any software, but it's a great little video clip of Ronald Reagan talking about the role of government. And I'm just reading it and I'm thinking, this is fantastic. I, didn't, I don't love Reagan. I, don't, I didn't love Reagan really at all, but he said some smart things, you know? A lot of people I don't like say smart things and I have to give them credit when they say smart things. I completely agree with you, Tom, completely. DB Vapes, in New York, you can only buy tobacco flavors online. Oh, okay. How are they even policing that? After July 1st, you can't even buy tobacco flavors. I believe you can buy hardware though. Okay, that makes sense. Not a hardware ban. So you can still buy hardware and buy hardware online. But from now until July 1st, you can only buy tobacco flavors online. And then after July 1st, you can't buy tobacco flavors. How on earth are they policing that? How on earth are they, how on earth are they gonna enforce that? Are they gonna open every bag, every box that comes into the state? Is there someone who stands there at the post office who's, you know, I'm here for flavor enforcement? Yeah, anything that comes from a vape shop, from a vape store, I'm gonna need to smell it. Because if it smells like anything other than tobacco, so help me God, if I smell some strawberry in there, so help me God, I will dispose of that e-liquid. How are they possibly going to enforce that? Order whatever you want. Order tons of liquid. Order tons of DIY flavors. Order, order whatever you want. That's insane. There's no way they can enforce that. Civil disobedience. Don't comply to only buying tobacco flavors online. That's insane. That's insanity. Thank you for that information though, DB Vapes. I appreciate it. Southern Comfort, are you gonna sue that old hag Gretchen or what? Here's the thing. If I had, if I had the time, energy, and money to do it, and I thought that it could I thought it could be a chance of winning, I definitely would. But what I think is more effective is pulling away her power. 
Like, I don't want to sue her for money. That doesn't matter to me. Like, yes, it matters, but that doesn't really matter to me. What I'd like to do is just publicly humiliate her and, and get her unelected. Like, pull her out of office. How many vapors are in the state of Michigan? A few hundred thousand? Two, three hundred thousand, something like that in Michigan, I think. Two hundred, three hundred thousand, something like that in Michigan. No, no vapor in Michigan's going to vote for Governor Gretchen Whitmer again. Absolutely not. We can vape and vote and just pull her from office. And that would be so much more satisfying to me, Southern Comfort. So much more satisfying to me. Matt Sinister. Posted my birthday present to myself on the Discord. Yes, I'm a big dork, and I can also power bomb you through a table. I want to start with Cuomo, <laughs> May 28th. Happy birthday, Matt Sinister. I know it's not your birthday yet. In fact, I'm not even going to say happy birthday yet because I know it's not your birthday yet. I know when your birthday is. I'm going to check that, Matt Sinister. I know no hints. Okay, I'll just go over and check it. Discount zero two. Very gracious of you. Currently working and your stream is making my day go by faster. Thank you for everything you do. By the way, question, favorite Star Wars movie? Mine's Rogue One. Well, if we're going to go off on a Star Wars tangent for a few minutes here, uh, my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, Empire Strikes Back. You know, I'm old school. I'm old school. Empire Strikes Back. It's flawless. It's incredible. It's an amazing movie, top to bottom, all of it. It it doesn't have a clunker of a second in it. Love Rogue One. As far as like new Star Wars movies, Rogue One is the Rogue One is better than the entire sequel trilogy in my opinion. There are some parts of the Last Jedi that I love, but for the most part Rogue One's much better. Discount 02, I appreciate that. I appreciate you throwing in the occasional Star Wars question. It always cheers me up. Glenn Ness, very gracious of you. Uh, Nick, I needed to take a bio break. Could you hold for a minute? Oh, okay. Glenn Ness is on a bio break, so we're just going to chill for a second. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, I did want to talk real quickly about the World Health Organization. I was planning on reading this entire article, and now that I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, what the crap was I thinking trying to trying to read this whole article? But here's the big headline on it. World Health Organization warning on vaping draws harsh response from UK researchers. Spectacular. I love it when the World Health Organization just, <laughs> I love it when the World Health Organization gets in hot water, especially from, especially from people in the United Kingdom that have been studying and trying to get their citizens. I feel like the UK government, apart from banning menthol, but, which I don't agree with, I don't want menthol banned. I don't think cigarettes should be banned. I, I don't think any of that should be banned. I don't agree with that. But it feels like the United Kingdom government is just angry at every other country that's talking shit about vaping and tobacco harm reduction. UK government is actively trying to get their citizens to switch to vaping as soon as they possibly can. They say things like, switch now without hesitation. Switch to vaping as quickly as possible. You'll drastically improve your health. You'll drastically improve your quality of life. 
It's at least 95% less harmful for you than burning combustible tobacco cigarettes. And then all of this misinformation, it's like World Health Organization gets its little fingers in the United Kingdom and they're like, what are you guys doing? And then the USA, we got all our Evoli nonsense and PAVE organization and campaign for tobacco for kids just spouting off constant misinformation about vaping and tobacco harm reduction. I feel like the UK government's going, what are you guys doing? We're trying to seriously, seriously, New warnings about vaping issued this week by the World Health Organization have prompted strong pushback from public health experts in the United Kingdom who charged that World Health Organization was spreading blatant misinformation about the potential risks and benefits of e-cigarettes. Yeah, they went there. They used the term blatant, blatant misinformation. Stay hydrated, hydro homies blatant misinformation regarding the potential risks and benefits of e-cigarettes. This pointed exchange comes amid growing controversy over the value of e-cigarettes and how to weigh their role as smoking cessation tools against their potential harms. We know the potential harms right now are about 95% less harmful than combustible tobacco cigarettes. That's the potential harm from them. How does that compare with lung cancer, COPD, emphysema, heart disease, stroke? I mean, all a wide array of cancers that can happen in your body from cigarette smoking. It's not like, you know, and it's Dr. Drew said the same thing. They're worried about these potential risks when on the other side, it's like all smokers by, are dying by the hundreds of thousands. Stu Griswold, uh, Spork Life posted on Twitter. I had it as a vlog the other day. 480,000 Americans quit smoking the hard way by dying this year. That's what's going on in cigarettes. So compared to vaping, come on. Come on. Especially among young people whom vaping has soared in popularity. I hate that. That's my least favorite statement that anybody has ever said. Maybe that's true. Maybe vaping has soared in popularity among youths, but the question isn't whether it has soared in popularity. The question is, has it soared in popularity among youths who didn't smoke and didn't previously vape? Because that's who we should be worried about. Why are we worried about youth smokers who have quit smoking to vape? Why are we worried about that? We have the lowest youth smoking rates in the history of America. In the history of time, we have the lowest youth smoking rates. Vaping is, youth vaping is displacing youth smoking. And I'm sorry, I'd rather have a 17-year-old kid vaping a jewel than smoking combustible tobacco cigarettes. That's insane to think otherwise. Insane to think otherwise. Let me show you this right here. A document released Monday, the World Health Organization expressed reservations about the value of e-cigarettes and grave concerns about their risks. Grave concerns about their risks. How many people has nicotine vaping injured ever? Could you, you could probably count it on one hand. I remember there was one person who their battery vented had nothing to do with the nicotine. It was a technological issue. Their battery vented and, and injured their leg, you know? 
seen a few of those, like a guy in a vape shop throws an 18650 in his battery with a bunch of loose change and it like triggers and vents the battery and you know, he's, he's on fire for a second. Grave concerns, grave concerns, grave concerns. The organization stated, this is the best part. The organization stated, there is no doubt that e-cigarettes are harmful to health and are not safe. Their words, not mine. There is no doubt, no doubt. Well, there's some doubt. There's some doubt. <laughs> there's actually a lot of doubt. There is no doubt that e-cigarettes are harmful to health and are not safe, but it is too early to provide a clear answer on the long-term impact of using them or being exposed to them. World Health Organization also suggests there is not enough evidence to support the use of these products for smoking cessation. What? What? Did they... Maybe they just missed it, but I swear up and down, the New England Journal of Medicine did a three-year-long study that showed that vapor products were more than twice as effective as any NRT currently on the market. Any patch, any gum, vaping, twice as effective at smoking cessation. I'm pretty sure that was a thing that I remember reading somewhere. I'll definitely link to it in the description. Maybe we should tweet that at the World Health Organization. It's insane to me that the world, the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization is saying that there is no evidence <laughs> to support these products for the use of smoking cessation. No evidence. You guys aren't evidence. You're just anecdotal evidence. 13 million uh, plus vapors nationwide completely anecdotal, millions of more across the European Union and the United Kingdom. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Daniel Jones. Thank you for correcting me, Daniel Jones. Thank you for correcting me. It sounded wrong coming out. And even as I was saying it, I'm thinking it might be the other way around. Almost. I see. I don't want misinformation out there. I'm correcting my misinformation. They're not more than twice as effective. They're almost twice as effective. Almost twice as effective. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle, for clearing that up. See, I don't want misinformation out there either. Either There is not enough evidence to support that these products for smoking cessation and urge smokers to quit using nicotine patches, gum, or other tools such as hotlines. Hotlines? Hotlines. The World Health Organization is saying... Just keep using what hasn't been working for you. Just keep using that. <laughs> Just keep using these really ineffective products that don't really help people quit smoking. You know, they don't, they're not really super effective, but that's all we have right now because vaping, just not enough evidence to show that it works. It's just not enough evidence. The World Health Organization, I, I can't think of it any other way than they just want people smoking cigarettes. They want to maintain the status quo. They want to maintain, no, no, use a nicotine patch. Use a nicotine patch. The UK's response was harsh. The World Health Organization has a history of anti-vaping activism that is damaging their reputation. This document is particularly malign. Peter Hayek, 
who directs the Tobacco Dependent Research Unit at Queen Mary University London, wrote in a statement released today by the UK Science Media Center. There is no evidence that vaping is highly addictive, he said. Less than 1% of non-smokers become regular vapors. Vaping does not lead young people to smoking. Smoking among, smoking among young people is at an all-time low. There is clear evidence that e-cigarettes help smokers quit. So Peter Hayek, really angry at the World Health Organization, and for good cause. He says e-cigarettes are clearly less harmful for you. There's no evidence that vaping is highly addictive. Less than 1% of non-smokers become regular vapors. So I don't have a picture of Peter Hayek, but give him hell, Peter. Give, give him hell. Give the World Health Organization hell. Just give him hell. So I'm going to post a link in the chat. If anybody wants to check that out, I'll have that link in the description as well. I, I was just loved reading this. I thought it was fantastic seeing uh, all of these people. And again, it feels like they're just, what are you doing, World Health Organization? What are you doing? Blatant misinformation, blatant misinformation. And I kind of like that it's tarnishing their reputation. I think, I hope, I can only hope that people remember this time. For so many reasons, I really hope people in the future remember this time. I want people in the future when vaping is safe, legal, and accessible for all adults, when it's taken as how could you ever think any other way that of course vaping's better for you. You know, eventually it's just going to be accepted as an, an inevitable truth, like that it's always been that truth. But I want people to remember who pushed back against vaping the FDA, our CDC, the American Heart Association, the American Lung Association, the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, the Truth Initiative, the World Health Organization, all of these supposed health orgs that are only here to help you and of course would never push an agenda are all pushing back against vaping. And I hope we all remember that. I hope we all remember that. Not just us, I hope everybody remembers that about the same as the CDC? Yeah, maybe. I mean, comparing the World Health Organization to the CDC, I, I can't stand the CDC, but I feel like even the CDC is a little bit more trustworthy. We're trustworthy, trustworthy, trustworthy than the World Health Organization. Just needed some root beer right there. Just needed some root beer. So, uh, ooh, it's almost time to talk about PAVE. So we're going to talk about PAVE a little bit, but, but one more time, badass of the week, Mark Sills out of Michigan. Just Mark Sills. Let's hear it from Mark Sills. 906 Vape. Is that it? 906 Vape. I want to get that correctly because everyone should be shopping at 906 Vape in the Upper Peninsula. 906 Vapor, Mark Sills. If you can go there, I know it's quarantine and you can't give out high fives, but just give him an air high five. Just say, Grim Green sent me. Here's an air high five. Mark Sills, badass of the week in Michigan. 906 Vapor in Michigan. Not pave yet, not pave yet, because it's time to talk about Iowa Attorney General Tom freaking Miller. Tom freaking Miller. So, uh I like Tom Miller a lot. Tom Miller has been fighting big tobacco like his entire career. 
his entire career, he's been fighting big tobacco. I love that. I love that he is embracing vaping. And it's not so much that he's like a big cheerleader of vaping. It's that he's a big, he's a big, it's that he's anti-tobacco. He's anti-combustion. He's anti-big tobacco. He's pro-harm reduction. He is one of the few people who really speaks to harm reduction, who really, really gets it. He gets harm reduction. So he wrote a letter very recently as of March 31st, so about a month ago. Maybe some of us have read this. Maybe some of us, exactly John Haymaker, exactly. Miller Sills, <laughs> Miller Sills 2020. <laughs> Miller Sills 2020. Tom J. Miller is a national treasure and I wish he would talk to every other attorney general of every other state because he gets it. He's pissed off and rightfully so. He cares about public health and he cares about harm reduction. So on March 31st, he wrote a letter to Mitch Zeller. Now we haven't talked about Mitch Zeller a lot because we talk about Scott Gottlieb a lot. You know, we talk about the Surgeon General a lot. Don't talk about Mitch Zeller a lot, but Mitch Zeller has been one of the flip-floppy guys of vaping. Sometimes there's quotes of him saying that vaping could serve as a, you know, a really good kind of public health thing if every person switched to switched to vaping, but then he actively campaigns against vaping, actively campaigns for things like overregulation and flavor bans. So, I never really know what to make of this guy. Thank you for British Eyes Only for throwing that in the chat. Facebook 906 Vapor. Honestly, just go thank him. Go to their Facebook book, Facebook group and say, thank you, Mark Sills. Thank you for everything you've done in Michigan. Go thank him. Tell him to run for governor, Duggar. <laughs> Tell him to run for governor. So yeah, Attorney General Tom Miller, Thomas, I'm gonna use his full name, Thomas J. Miller with the utmost respect. He wrote a letter to Mitch Zeller, who is the director for the CTP, which is the Center for Tobacco Products, part of the Food and Drug Administration. It's all under Health and Human Services anyway because American bureaucracy, it's great. And he CC'd basically everybody else in the FDA, like all the higher ups of the FDA up to and including our new C FDA director, Stephen M. Hahn. The letter goes as such, tuck in because this is awesome. I'm gonna, uh, hang on, this is, not, uh, this is not big enough for my dyslexic poor eyesight to read. So we're gonna do this. Gonna, oh, here we go. This is, this is where we're headed. And I, I've read this letter multiple times today, multiple times over the week, and there's just no way for me to read it without sounding condescending, but I'm gonna try to keep it as like upbeat as possible because I don't think, I don't picture Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller as being like, you know, that condescending guy. You know, I feel like he would come to you just very reasonably, you know, very rationally. And so that's how I'm going to try to portray this letter. Dear Mr. Zeller, FDA and federal government statements on smoking, vaping, and COVID-19. I miss seeing you, Marty Guy. Thank you for being here, Marty Guy. I appreciate that. Dear Mr. Zeller, we are surprised and disappointed to see a statement about vaping and COVID-19 from an FDA spokesman published on Bloomberg's news service, Vaping Could Compound Health Risks Tied to Virus FDA Says. Bloomberg News reported that. Oh, Bloomberg. I'm, fi <laughs> I'm finally connecting the dots here. 
Bloomberg spent $160 million to fight vaping. Oh, do you think Bloomberg is using his media news outlets to push his anti-vaping agenda? That, uh, no, I refuse, I refused. I refuse to believe the billionaire who hates vaping is using his money to try to ban vaping. I wonder if that's because he has his own vape coming out soon with Bill Gates called the hail. That could be a thing. Stay hydrated. We're going to need some hydration for this. It's not that long. It's just really, really spectacular. I love every word of this. According to the report, this statement was the this statement was in the form of an email an email Friday in response to questions from Bloomberg. So Bloomberg News reached out via email to the FDA and went and FDA went on record in this email. The imprecise nature of the email communication meant that the report had to be amended to stress that this assessment applied only to those with underlying conditions. However, however, <laughs> however, the headline continues to portray vaping as an additional risk factor for COVID-19 health impacts. We wish to make three points about this regrettable episode. Number one, there are around 12 million vapors and 34 million smokers in the United States. If they are to receive information with life or death consequences, especially at this time of greatly enhanced personal pressures, they deserve better than an ad hoc email from an FDA spokesperson sent to a single online news service. If the federal government is going to provide advice, it should be available via FDA and CDC websites, validated for its veracity and clarity, tested for unintended consequences, and made widely available through recognized and trusted health professionals. Holy crap. That's just the beginning. That's unbelievable. Number two. It is likely that many other adult vapors will have underlying conditions that increase their vulnerability and likelihood of severe and fatal COVID-19 symptoms. This is because many are former or current smokers and will have accumulated damage to their cardiovascular and respiratory systems through many years of smoking. Many will be vaping with the express purpose of reducing their smoking-related risks and or reveling their symptoms. It is therefore particularly important that great care is taken with advice to this group. Get ready for it. On what basis is FDA confident that it is right to discourage people with underlying smoking-related conditions from vaping at this time, given the likely alternative for many is to return to smoking? Where is the evidence-based reasoning that advising adult smokers against vaping is appropriate for the protection of public health at any time, but especially during this COVID-19 crisis? We know of no relevant and informative evidence on vaping and COVID-19, and the evidence on smoking and COVID-19 is inconclusive and contradictory. Did you hear him just literally call out the FDA saying, 
Where is the evidence-based reasoning that advising adult smokers against vaping is an appropriate protection for public health at any time? <laughs> Iowa Attorney General Tom, uh, Tom Miller, you guys. Number three, last one. If FDA is going to provide advice on smoking and vaping at this time, it must do so. It must do this based on recognition of the pronounced difference in risk between smoking and vaping, the difficulty that many face in quitting nicotine use completely, the risks of harmful unintended consequences, and the strong association of smoking with poverty and various forms of disadvantage. Harm reduction is a valid concept and its potential is well established. We do not believe the FDA has any basis for making recommendations about smoking and vaping that are specific to COVID-19 at this time. At this point, therefore, we believe that advice to smokers should be consistent with the long-standing public health imperative to quit smoking using whatever methods work. And that includes by switching to vaping or other low risk, non-combustible nicotine products. It is important that the FDA does not assert or imply in any circumstances an equivalence in risk between smoking and vaping. One more time, it is important that the FDA does not assert or imply in any circumstances an equivalence in risk between smoking and vaping. We are also concerned that FDA statements have effects outside of the United States and around the world, which is another reason for taking great care. If the FDA is able to provide candid and clear advice that puts the health of millions of Americans first, and this is based on sound behavioral and biomedical insights, then it should do so, and we would welcome the agency's contribution. If, however, its communications are arbitrary and ill-conceived, spreading fear and confusion with little scientific basis and with unpredictable consequences, then it would be better if FDA and its media spokespeople did not comment further at this time. Yours sincerely, Thomas J. Miller. God, I wish I had a Tom J. Miller freaking little sound happy... I love Tom Miller. I love this article, uh, article. I love this letter. And this wasn't just, this was on behalf of a lot of people. Thomas J. Miller, Attorney General of Iowa, for sure. Also Clive Bates, he's included in this. If you're familiar with Clive Bates, he, he's a spectacular person. Spectacular person. Uh, Clive Bates, Director of Counterfactual Consulting, former Director, Action on Smoking and Health, UK, London, United Kingdom. David Abrams, PhD, Professor of Social and Behavioral Sciences at NYU. David Abrams is, uh, David Abrams is a big harm reduction guy. Big harm reduction guy. Uh, some other people I'm not familiar with here. Michael K. K. Michael Cummings. Uh, PhD, Hollings Cancer Center, Tobacco Research Program, uh, Medical University of South Carolina. The one thing that you're going to hear, you know, from all of these people is one thing that they all have in common is they all seem to be involved with some sort of like public health university or medical university, something like that. Scott D. Ballin, which Ballin, that's a great name. 
former vice president and legislative counsel of the American Heart Association. We have an ex-AHA president, vice president, signing this letter to Mitch Zeller. Of course, Constantinos Farsalinos, absolutely we're familiar with Constantinos Farsalinos, Greek cardiologist, so many more. Stephen Schroeder, MD, uh, David Sweener, who is the Center for Health Law at the University of Ottawa, Thomas Glenn, who's the Stanford School of Medicine, University Palo Alto, uh, Ethan Nadelman, I'm familiar with that name, Drug Policy Alliance, New York, Kenneth Warner, I'm familiar with that name, uh, University Michigan School of Public Health, uh, Daniel Wilker, health professors, doctors, all upset at Mitch Zeller and FDA and what they said to Bloomberg. And basically they're saying, shut up, stop it. Stop talking. Unless you have evidence to back up what you're saying, just stop talking because you're causing people to not vape and go back to smoking. And Tom Miller, he's not having it. I'm gonna post a link in the description to this Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller letter to Mitch Zeller. I'll, I'll just post it right here. I'll post it in the description as well. I love this. I read this so many times because it just... It's everything that you want to say to the FDA. This is everything I've ever wanted to say to Stephen Hahn. This is everything I've ever wanted to say to people like Scott Gottlieb, you know? It's an unbelievable letter. Vinyl and Vapor's here. Vinny Land's here. While Vinny Land's here, before we talk about Pave, let's stay hydrated, Hydro Homies. Let me jump back over real quick here to the Super Chats. And oh, we're going to play a little video from Pave that I hope Michelle Mitten is okay with me completely stealing. Tim J, vape society supply will not sell South Dakota. We have no bans on buying any vape stuff. I have contacted several times. They do not seem to care. Um, yeah, here's the thing, Tim J. I saw that you hit me up on the Discord as well. Um, I can't police every business. If Vape Society Supply doesn't want to ship to South Dakota, then that is up to Vape Society Supply if they don't want to ship to South Dakota. I can't I can't change their minds. They could just be being overly cautious, overly cautious, possibly. Maybe there is something in South Dakota. Maybe they have gotten a warning letter from South Dakota saying you can't ship your stuff here anymore. I don't know all the extenuating circumstances. If you're dead set on buying from Vape Society Supply, then you might have a bad time. Maybe pick another vendor that will ship to your state. Like I said, I I, I can't police and, and, and I wouldn't want to, and it's not my place to tell anybody else how to run their business. If people are being overly cautious, I get that. I understand that. It's a scary time, you know? The last thing you wanna do is Get a nice big scary letter from the FDA, you know? Danielle Jones is confirming that there is something in South Dakota that's preventing them from shipping there, Tim J. Is something from in South Dakota. I, I'm not educated enough on, on South Dakota or what's been going on. I, I've been focusing so much on New York and California that I can't, or in Michigan. I haven't even thought about South Dakota. So I understand your plight and, and I would like to help as much as I can, Tim J. I, I, I could gladly give you names of other vendors. I know for sure uh, Good Life Vapor, oh, 
is out there uh, online sales. Maybe they're going to ship to South Dakota. I'm not sure. But I will say, like I was saying earlier, the last thing you want to do is receive a scary letter from a state, from a government, from the FDA saying, hey, what you did, yeah, we're watching you. And you kind of go, oh, fuck. Okay. 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 I, we're not shipping to South Dakota anymore. You know, we're not shipping to New York anymore. Okay. We're all scared. I get it. So the earned comfort. I hope every liberal watching learn their lessons on voting Democrat. Make no mistake, they are here to take every right from you. Here's the thing, Southern Comfort. I don't, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think every liberal wants to take everything from you. I, I don't believe that to be true. I, and I don't like the idea. I mean, I love you, Southern Comfort. I don't like, I, I don't like the the demo crap insult. To me, that's I don't care for insults. That some if someone is a Democrat. I have nothing against that person. I might not fundamentally agree with what you believe, it, you know, to be the best way to run the government, but I, I don't, I'm not all about calling names. And historically, yes, the left is very pro-regulation, pro, you know, uh, let's overregulate. Let's have a big nanny state. Let's have a big welfare state. I am not a Democrat. I'm registered libertarian. I've said this many, many times. I love small government, personal freedom, liberty, bring it on. But I do also hope a lot of liberals are watching. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't think we need more things to divide us. Vote your hopes. Vote your hopes, Southern Comfort. Red Gorilla, we need Congressman Crenshaw. Tobacco runs rampant in the military and does more damage than the enemy has ever, ever has, and vaping is a real self-help ally. Yes, absolutely. I really like Congressman Crenshaw. We need to get him on our side because recently, or recently, years ago, in 2016, I think it was, the Navy banned vaping. Was it the Navy that completely banned vaping? I don't think you can get vapor products in the military anymore. There was a long time where um, Namber Juice that was shut down in Michigan, thanks to Governor Gretchen Whitmer, we offered free shipping to any APO address. All military got free shipping and we sold a fuck ton of liquid to a lot of service members, a lot of service members. And then that just suddenly stopped because it was banned. Crazy. Southern Comfort, vaping, guns, First Amendment, and everything else. Join the three percenters because tyranny is afoot. Tyranny is tyranny. Tyranny is tyranny regardless of partisanship. Tyranny is tyranny. And I agree with you. First Amendment, really critical. Really critical. I don't want this to get too political. First Amendment, really critical. Second Amendment, really critical. Vaping, very critical. I'm against anybody that's against that. I'm against anybody that's against those, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You got to read those previous two together. I definitely see where you're coming from, Southern Comfort, and what you're saying is based in fact. The left, the left generally is against vaping. The left generally is against vaping. But are we going to win anybody over by calling them Democrats? Probably not. Probably not. What we want to do is win people over and show and go, oh, you're a Democrat. You, do you know that about vaping and that it's this and, you know, they're, they're really against it and they want to overregulate it and they want to, 
oh no, I didn't really think about that. You know, you can have this conversation without uh, without throwing Democrat out there. I guess that's my only that's my only concern for you, Southern Comfort. Otherwise, I agree with you. Otherwise, I agree with you. Otherwise, I agree with you. Discount zero two. Another question to distract you from the rage. Favorite Metallica song? Mine is for whom the bell tolls. Love the strong, powerful riffs. Good Lord. How do you pick a favorite Metallica song? Uh, I think my favorite Metallica song is, that's, that's impossible. That's impossible. I was going to say Master of Puppets, and then I think, no, I kind of like The Four Horsemen better. So I'm going to go with Four Horsemen. First track off of Kill 'Em All, The Four Horsemen. That's an incredible song. That's an incredible song. And this is, and Southern Comfort, look, I'm not trying to come down on you, man. You know I love you. I got nothing but love for you. But we got to win people over. And we can't win people over if we're just being dicks. It's the same problem I have with Turning Point USA. I follow TPUSA, Toilet Paper USA on Instagram. And sometimes I like what they say. And then sometimes Charlie Kirk, you're just like, fuck, man, can you just not be an asshole for eight seconds? Like there's a way to get your message out there and a way to get your point across without being a complete and total piece of shit. And Charlie Kirk doesn't seem to get that. And it bothers me. It bothers me. How are you going to how are you going to convince people? How are you going to have an honest conversation with someone if you're just throwing like ah, libtards? That's not going to people you people are just going to double down and further not listen to what you have to say. You know? I love you, Southern Comfort. We'll talk later. We'll talk later, man. British eyes. Girlfriend's brother walked by and said, is this some conspiracy theory guy you're watching? And all I could say was, well, technically, yes. But so what? <laughs> no, it's not a conspiracy thing. Look, just because my stormtrooper wears a tinfoil hat, this is not conspiracy thing. This, this is not a conspiracy thing. This is all very, very factual stuff it's just that nobody's nobody in mainstream media is talking about it. No journalists have picked up on uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer's overreach. You're not going to see this on NBC News or CNN. They don't like to talk about when the government messes up. <laughs> nobody likes to talk about when the government messes up. The government doesn't even like to talk about when the government messes up. Um, Hooked on Funk, uh, less rage sweat, strong message. Well done. Yeah, I, pr- I appreciate that, Hooked on Funk. Appreciate that historically true for so long makes it a fact. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. And look, again, it's not, you can't, you cannot just lump everybody together because there's nuance to it, right? There's there's delicacy to it. There's a lot of moving parts to it. So you can say traditionally, yes, maybe traditionally the left is for more regulations, bigger government, bigger welfare state, but that doesn't mean that every Democrat supports taking guns or abolishing the First Amendment or whatever we think that the left is up to that might be a little bit more sensationalized than it really is. You can't just, you can't just lump all people together. What if, what if I said everybody named Southern Comfort uh, has a beard? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. The point is there, there's, there's nuance to it, you know? There's nuance to it. There's nuance to it. So what we're going to do right now, and I appreciate that, Southern Comfort, and I like having this, you know, I like having this, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to pick a fight with you. I, I think that we could still have, you know, we can have this little, 
this little discourse and understand each other a little bit better and not, you know, have to call each other names. I'll send you my number. I'll send you my number to where Instagram. I'm pro liberty, pro vape, and pro First Amendment, pro gun. Yep, dude. Pro liberty, pro vape, pro, pro first pro amendment, pro gun, first pro pro First Amendment. Absolutely, absolutely. Freedom of speech is the, one of the most critical things in our country. One of the most critical things in our country. Freedom of speech is is incredibly important to me. Insanely important to me. Liberty. I'm a freedom guy, man. I'm a freedom guy, Southern Comfort. So here's what I want to do. Here's how we're going to end this here stream. We might go a little bit long today. I was hoping to wrap this up in about an hour and a half, but it looks like we're not going to have time to do that because we have to talk about PAVE. We have to talk about the uh, Bloomberg-funded group known as PAVE. So what we're going to watch right now is a video on uh, Michelle Mitten's YouTube. It's about two and a half minutes long, just about two and a half minutes long, and we're going to watch it. And this video was a combination of Stefan and Michelle Mitten. It's it's excerpts from the podcast and it's excerpts from their, uh, <laughs> well, okay, what is Southern Cup? I do have a big beard, a big one. I love you, Grim. You saved my life. Uh, you and me, all good. I appreciate that, bro. See, I appreciate that. You know what? You can have a difference of opinion with someone. And it's like I said this on Twitter. I, I fundamentally disagree with everything Mark Hamill thinks about politics in general. Just fundamentally disagree with it. But I love Mark Hamill. I love Mark Hamill. I love Star Wars and I love Mark Hamill and I would love to meet Mark Hamill and, and I have no like no ill will towards Mark Hamill. I just disagree with what he thinks politically. And that's okay. And I can still think he's a good guy and I can still like him and I can still enjoy his movies and and everything that he does. I can just disagree with him politically. See how easy that is? It's cool, man. It's cool. There's no need to I hate it when people, you know, I and I hate it when Trump does it too. Trump does the same thing. It's like, bro, you're not winning anybody over with your glowing personality. Even your supporters kind of think you're an asshole. You can you can get your point across and you can have the conversation without having to be a dick, you know? No, Luke Skywalker's a rebel. He was fighting against totalitarian governments, man. He was fighting against the empire. The Empire. Mods and Pods, I'm doing pretty good. So what we're going to watch right now, this is Meredith. This is Meredith Berkman, co-founder of the PAVE organization, Parents Against Vaping, which I have to chuckle just a little bit. Of all the things for parents to be against, I feel like vaping shouldn't be one of them. Sure. You want to have parents against underage alcohol? Absolutely. Do we have parents against alcohol? Well, we did in the 1920s and that led to prohibition. So let's see where parents against vaping goes. So this is a combination of clips from their podcast as well as clips from their testimony, testimony in front of Congress about vaping. I think it's fantastic. And uh, I'm going to turn off my mic real quick so that we can hear this and so I can go take a bio break while it's happening and then we'll come back and talk about it. Cool? Cool deceptive behavior seemed to be part of its marketing strategy. It turned out our 14-year-old had a substance abuse problem and that substance was Juul. 
right under our noses, which is also very common. It doesn't mean you're a bad parent if your kids are drooling. Without the knowledge of the school or of us concerned parents, Juul sent a representative to talk to our kids about its product under the guise of education. Under the guise of a mental health seminar, a speaker who identified himself as someone who had worked with Juul in the past came in, described. The teachers left the room and the man named Ali gave a confusing talk about Juul, telling them it was not for kids, but for adults. Ali repeated that Juul was for adults, not kids. Um, we were told that we were having a mental health slash um, addiction seminar um, that we have three times a year, and the teachers are told to leave the room, so it's a safe space for kids to talk. The school had no idea that the outside group had brought a jewel representative into the school. The school had no So the no school had idea. hired a group that had... Yes, and we believe that the outside group was naive, definitely, but in good faith. The school had no idea that the outside group had brought a jewel representative. The outside addiction group hired by the school was led through their Google search directly to a named jewel employee in charge of something like, quote, youth prevention education. And of course, that person was all too happy to recommend a supposed educator to tell kids not to jewel. And that's how a jewel rep entered our kids' school without the school's knowledge and without other. And as we researched and put pieces together, we learned that Jewel's deceptive behavior seemed to be part of its marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. 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 Did everybody watch that? Did everybody see that they basically just lied in their testimony? Maybe, I don't know. It kind of sounded to me it kind of sounded to me like they were lying in their testimony. They they went on and on about the school. <laughs> had, the school had no idea. But then on the podcast, she said that the school is the one that hired this outside group to come in. And then the person who was from this outside group was an ex-employee of Jewel. And then she called him a Jewel rep. So in Pave's eyes... In, in Meredith Berkman's eyes, if you're not an employee of Jewel, then that's a rep, then you're a rep, then you're a rep of Jewel. That's where we get this Jewel sent a rep headline. We've seen this all over the place. Jewel sent a rep. Jewel sent reps to speak at kids' schools. And her dumb 14-year-old has a Jewel addiction. And she said, it doesn't make you a bad parent. She's right. It doesn't make you a bad parent. It does not make you a bad parent if your kid picked up vaping. It does make you an ignorant parent though. And that I stand pretty firm on. It does make you an ignorant parent. And that that whole, this doesn't make you a bad parent, that really seems like that's really important to her. Otherwise, I don't think she would have said it. And I think she was saying that kind of more for herself like she was saying, I'm not a bad parent. 
My son was juuling, but I'm not a bad parent. I'm not a bad parent. That really seems to be the basis of all of this. Like she's really defending herself. So then she says this guy, Ali, came in and gave a confusing talk. And his confusing talk consisted of telling youths that vaping and jewel was not for them and it was only for parents, right? Only for adults. She said it multiple times. Vaping is only for adults. The, this person, Ali, gave a confusing message and said that vaping isn't for kids. Vaping is only for adults. I don't, that's not confusing. Is that confusing? Is it confusing to Meredith? Was it confusing to Meredith? So I don't know if she was like testifying on behalf of the school because she kept saying the school had no idea, even though they're the ones that, that hired this outside company that they do. You know, your son even said they do this a few times a year, not just with vaping, but with other things, drugs and alcohol. I mean, I'm sure we all remember D.A.R.E. and how successful the D.A.R.E. program was. So the school, the school hired this and the, and, and they had no idea and they had no idea and it doesn't make you a bad parent. So I feel like maybe they did lie, uh, in their testimony. I feel like if they hadn't done that podcast, then we would have never known that they lied, but she just straight up kind of lied in her testimony. I think that's called perjury. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Is that confusing to you, Ray? If if I if I came up to, if, you know, I don't understand. I don't I don't know why that's so confusing. It, it's no different than, you know, if you walked up to a kid and you said, "You see these cars? This car only adults can drive it. Cars are for adults. Kids can't drive cars. Only adults drive cars." Would the kid be confused? Would he go, wait, what did you, who, who can do the, who can drive the car? I don't know. I was confused. I was just, I, it was just so confused. It was such a confusing message. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what, she, what that person was talking about with the cars. It's just so confusing. So it was just so confusing. You mean to tell me her giant fucking linebacker of a 14 year old son sitting there was confused by the messaging that jewels are only for adults? You mean to tell me he was confused by that? I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that for a second. And this just kind of further goes into, obviously, PAVE is worthless organization. Useless, worthless organization. Bloomberg funded, useless, worthless organization. I want nobody to interact with PAVE. I, my dream is for PAVE to post a tweet and it gets no likes and no comments and no retweets and no nothing. I just want PAVE to be pissing in the wind. I don't want anybody to pay attention to PAVE. They're out of their minds. Yeah, I know. Wait, Ranger, who can drive the car? I don't know. That message was so confusing. He said only adults drive the car, but I was confused by that because then he used the word kids. And then I thought, and his 14, 14-year-olds 14 look like 20-year-olds now. What is that? That dude was bigger than me. He was a... Goliath, 14 years old. You tell me he was confused by that messaging, Meredith. 
or did it pique his curiosity? Did it pique his curiosity? And then he went and tried vaping behind your back and you were unaware of it. So you were ignorant to it. And that makes you an ignorant parent because your kid was vaping and you're just trying to blame someone, aren't you? If you want to blame someone, blame the school because they hired this group. They hired this group to come in with it apparently had an ex-Jewel employee who even if you don't work for Jewel, you're still a rep of Jewel in Meredith Beekman's world, Berkman's world. If anybody, you should be blaming yourself for not talking to your kid and you should be blaming the school. That's insanity to me. That's insanity to me. So maybe Pave, eh, maybe they committed a little bit of perjury. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I can't tell you that. Maybe it was perjury. I just love that she kept saying, then the school had no idea. No idea, no idea. No idea that they hired an outside group to come and talk to students about vaping. They had no idea that they did that? Or, or I still don't know who can drive cars. I don't, I was confused by my own messaging. Maybe she's right. Maybe it was confusing to tell a youth that these are only for adults. Maybe that is confusing. Drives me up a wall. So this is my request. Anybody that's on Twitter right now and you're following Pave, unfollow Pave. Just unfollow them. I don't follow them and their shit just constantly comes up in my Twitter feed because so many people that I follow, follow Pave and want to engage, you know, and want to, they're, they're not here to listen to you. You're not going to change their mind. You're just not. So just let them piss in the wind and let them shout to nobody and don't engage and don't comment and don't do anything. Just let Pave just die, just disappear and no more followers and Ranger Rusty from the chat. Grim Green, my issue is coddling of children these days and punishing everyone who vapes instead of punishing your own kid. Why do I have to pay for the mistake of someone who disobeyed parents? It goes even further than that, Ranger Rusty. You're paying the mistake for someone else that broke the law. It is illegal for anyone under 21 years old, probably at that time, 18, now 21, illegal for anyone under 21 years old to possess and use a vapor product. You're paying the price because some dumb kid broke the law and the parents want to find someone to blame. Meredith Berkman wants, needs someone to blame other than herself, other than the school. It must be Jewel. It must be the vape industry. This is their fault that my, my, my 14-year-old linebacker of a child picked up vaping. And that doesn't make me a bad parent. That's what I got from that. Exactly. Exactly, sexy king Phil. Pave is just a modern dare. Pave is just modern dare. And it's going to age so poorly, so poorly, so poorly. A few years from now, Meredith Berkman, I hope, just feels the most foolish of any foolish person that's ever felt foolish. I really hope she feels foolish. 
Let's wrap up this Tuesday, bro, Tuesday here, you guys. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me and listening to me rant about some uh, some news and advocacy and things like this. I'm going to stay hydrated. We're going to read some uh, the last of these super chats here. Uh, shoe, pl- shoe plays. Shoe plays. I love you no matter what, Grim. I love you no matter what, shoe plays. Sexy King Phil. Sexy King Phil, yo, Grim, been a minute since I've been on your live stream. Also, I got some juice today. Berry Blow, Berry Blow Dough on ice by Humble Juice. I've actually never tried Humble Juice Co., which is weird. I'm surprised I've never tried Humble because they were so popular for so long. It's amazing blueberry, raspberry, bubblegum with menthol. That sounds, that sounds like everything I'm into right now. I'm on a huge minty menthol kick. You know why? Because I'm an adult and I can make that decision for my own grown ass self. I'll have to, I, you know what? I'll track that down. I'll track that down. That sounds like something I would like to do for a very random liquid tasting. Jake Scrapwood, very gracious of you, my man. Uh, don't understand why a minor in possession isn't a thing anymore. Right? Right? It was a damn good development when I was a kid. <laughs> well made me hide things better. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's illegal. At the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, any youth vapor is illegal. They're doing something illegal. They purchased something illegally, bought it off the street illegally. They're possessing it illegally and they're using it illegally. And you, the, the law-abiding, free adult American are having to pay the price for stupid kids breaking the law and parents not wanting to punish them. That's unbelievable to me. That is unbelievable to me. Yeah, look, yeah, some of my friends in high school got busted with some beer. It was not a good scene. It was not a good scene, man. And after that, we, we, weren't, we weren't comfortable having any beer ever. We were just paranoid all the time. Remember what happened to Luke, you guys. Remember. Remember what happened to Luke? Minor in possession should be a thing. And I can't stand it. I can't stand that it's not. Tim J. Thanks, everybody. Learned a lot. Great information from Grim Green and from Danielle Jones. Hell yeah, Danielle Jones. Thank you for being here in the chat. And thank you, Danielle Jones, for being like my fact checker. You know, I really, really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you being here. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this here Tuesday, bro, Tuesday up, you guys. But one more time, thank you. Seriously. So much for coming out. Uh, Really, really very much appreciate it. Uh, I'll see you back here next Tuesday, bro, Tuesday for some more news. I'll see you guys hopefully maybe on Thursday. We got a big vlog planned this week, Thursday night. It's vlog day. Hopefully I'll see you guys there. Uh, And if not, remember remember that vaping is at least 95% less harmful for you than traditional tobacco cigarettes. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So absolutely, guys, let's keep on vaping. Thank you so much. Peace out.